Get ready to rock out with your talk out. It's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. We're happy to be back with you. This week, we took a uh, slight turn last week and uh, did our Rush podcast, mm-hmm. the Rock yes. and Rush yes. podcast, which is always um, fun. Very, very fun. Very fun. One of our very, it's, so, it's fun to hear us geek out, completely geek out. So. There you go. And we did, uh, of course, we talked all about Neil Peart, and you can go and find that in all your podcast places. Um, I want to ask, I have a podcasting question for Bill Damiano. We have, we have, some, uh, we have Bill Damiano uh, with us today as well. Uh, we're going to be talking to him in a minute. Mr. Pittsburgh is here. Yep. <clears throat> so we're going to be getting into something here in a minute. But um, real quick, uh, you are listening to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com is the website. Yes, we do an actual like website, not just a uh, you know, Facebook page or Instagram mm-hmm. or, what, or whatever. So old school there. Uh, access to all our back catalog of things we've done uh, all kind of interviews and fun stuff like that uh, our YouTube archive so you can check all that out at Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.com there's merchandise of course Patreon uh, PayPal.me all the stuff is there so Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.com uh, shout out to RockRageRadio.com where you can download the app what kind of app again is that Mr. Pittsburgh it would be free it is a yeah. free app for freaks and if you're a freak and you like free shit yeah. go to RockRageRadio.com download the free app because it's great music programming 24-7 right there on your mobile device that you can Bluetooth into your mm-hmm. you know home system, into your car, whatever, and you can just have a gay old time uh, with Rock Rage Radio. Right. Also, don't forget Wolf's Customs for custom artwork done on your musical instruments. Go to wolfscustoms.online. What or kind find of instruments? Them. Musical instruments. Yeah, that's right. Make musical. Sure send, send them the right ones. Musical, you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, I almost sent. Um, I almost sent that pic. You ever see that pic people put up on social media? It's a picture of a dick of a pic, and it says "dick" on it. it said this is my dick pic. <laughs> and some there was some girl on some young lady. Yes. Um, on Facebook, who was posted some kind of sarcastic meme, you know, mm-hmm. and like I was going to like send that i was going to send that yeah. to her that so you know what that joke totally did not land because if i needed to remember what the meme was it would have been it, really funny yeah but i can't i can't remember yeah, so right. we'll, we'll just have to go and remove that in post which yeah, we right. will never do no, of course um not. so i did i did fix something in post though on the rush podcast when i farted no oh i did i said that neil wrote four books that it's not true he wrote seven non-fiction books okay and, and then he's uh, uh wrote some fiction and he's collaborated with other writers on stuff too but I, I had to i had to do one of those things where i sort of punched you in actually, and said ludini made a mistake here oh i had to do one yeah. of those things yeah, yeah so yes. um uh, we have bill uh damiano uh with us as well bill chime in what's going on buddy how you doing today i'm doing okay i is a little rushed to get here, but I still made it before you, which was weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what, what's been going on uh, over at Build the Scene and everything you have going on? 
Oh, man. Um, well, yesterday I recorded episode number 679 of the Pennsylvania Rock Show. Um, Demetis was my guest. Demetis. And that, that was the last minute thing, too. Um, my original guest sent me a message at 5 a.m. yesterday and told me that they could not make it to my 9 p.m. show that's a live show. Oh, boy. <laughs> and uh, yep. they had a valid reason, but um, Demetis ended up filling in for me, which is great. They have a um, new single and video being released tomorrow exclusively on musicfromthe412.com, which happens to be another website that I work on. Um, so they were they were the perfect substitute and uh something cool about them um they are a pittsburgh band but all three members were um born and well not born but went to high school in missouri and hmm. moved to pittsburgh together oh, wow. <laughs> huh. okay cool and uh what's saying the band is Demetus. how do you spell that bill <laughs> d-e-m-a-t-u-s all right. I would say Demetis, but so what is a Demetis? Did they did they discuss that, or do we have to wait for the interview to find out? You know, we did the first time I interviewed them, and I can't remember because <laughs> it was so long ago. <clears throat> okay. And um, do they have? Uh, you said they're releasing something. What they're releasing like, a song called Eternity. The song the, and the video both tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Okay, cool. And they can what? That's going to be exclusively <clears throat> on on um, what again? The, the, the video is going to be exclusively on music from the 412 is on the release date. Um, the song, I didn't upload them yet, but it, the song will be available on music from the 412's radio station and build the scenes radio station tomorrow as well. Cool. So, wow. Um, and then you, uh, we also have a killing okay. me video coming out exclusively for one day on music from 412 as well. Um, I don't remember the title of that one at the moment, but that's Saturday that it's coming out. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and put links to everything in your, uh, in the show notes so people can check you out. So, <clears throat> you have all kinds of, I mean, you have a whole thing going on here. I got to yeah, talk to you, stuff. man, about what the hell you're doing. Cause I want to know how to get it's in magic. on some of this. You have like it's way magic. cool shit, dude. <laughs> Where does he get such Awesome toys. Very time Yeah. <laughs> I'm currently trying to get a Roadcaster Pro. Whoa, hold on, that's oh, hold on. Oh, wow. I put hey. your I pulled your website up and somebody started jamming. I know this song. <laughs> yeah, I bet you do, yeah. <laughs> you probably know them all. Um Rock for Life Concert Series. The Warrior. Oh, Is that yeah, the Warrior? The war weekend. the song from the eighties? Shooting at the yeah. walls of This is that song is uh, two dollars downloaded and goes directly to the family that we're that Rock for Life is raising money for this, oh, that's awesome. this season. Excellent, excellent, excellent. excellent. It's called Warrior. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, the eighty. The what's 80s, her first Patty, name? Patty Smith. Linda Smith. Something Patty Smith. Smith. Patty Smith. That's it. Yeah, it, it's different than the original. Clearly, but okay. Patty Smythe, Patty Smythe, right? Right, Patty, Patty Smythe was somebody. Patty Smythe was somebody. No, she's completely Smythe. something different. Yeah, S Y M T H E. S M Y, yeah, T H E, yeah. Or Smith or Smith Smithy. This English language so confusing. Words is hard. Yeah, they are. They are. Words is hard. So, but I'm going to go ahead and pop a link in here in your stuff here, big guy, so that people can check you out. Thank you. Okay. Tomatoes, Rock for Life. There you are. So, 
That's we got you in there. Awesome. Cool, no, man. Spending a lot of time at Thunder Thursdays at the Pittsburgh Shrine Center, too. What is that? Thunder it's what? Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Brewing Company's Thunder Thursdays. It is, um, they are free shows every Thursday at the Pittsburgh Shrine Center. Um, there's raffles. There's a guitar there signed by Motley Crue and, and, Def, and I think Def Leppard that mm. they're raffling off. And all the raffles is how they're making the money and the money goes to the Shrine Center and that helps keep the Shrine Center open. And then the Shrine Center makes donations to the Shrine hospitals and and uh, medical facilities. Oh, cool. So, so free every every Thursday, it's free concert. Go spend a little bit of money, help support the Shrine Center so that they can support kids. Excellent. Cool. Most excellent. All right. And uh, most of those music from the 412 is set up with the table talking about what we do and passing out stickers and keychains and things like that. Excellent. Oh, oh man. That's cool. Um, how do you find time to do all this stuff? Because you I have just a full time. I'm like, holy. Well, God. when it is summertime, though, you're not well, you're not teaching school, right? Correct. So you but, have uh, there, We have things scheduled once school starts, too. So it's going to be interesting. Wow. Um, like this this week. Um, Thursday, I believe Rocky will be at Thunder Thursdays. I have a meeting with the website client. And then Friday, I'm going to the Northside Music Festival and taking some photos. I'm leaving there, going to the Squirrel Hill Sports Bar and seeing um, Royal Honey. Um, oh, why can't I think of that? Helsinki Bus station i think something like that um i think corners of sanctuary a bunch of bands and then saturday i'm going to the pink leechburg pink days notes for hope food and music festival wow um, music from 412 will be there that one is also a benefit um it, the money from that goes towards cancer research okay wow, wow. so a lot of the stuff that, that we're hanging out with this at this summer is is benefit based cool excellent man excellent excellent cool um mr pittsburgh is yes. in the house as well i sure am and um you had a, some interesting things going on well no but yeah, yeah, well, kind of. yeah you picked up on some um, i picked up on some new lingo which oh, okay it has me confused i used to be in the medical field you know so I, I i understand medical jargon but uh you know the sign of the times you know with a lot of new uh uh trans people coming around and and whatnot doctors are now finding that male to female patients who have had everything done are now coming to the like, guy doc give me the works yeah, the, the, the works the, the ups and the downs but gynecologists are having these new women come see them and they they weren't quite sure what they should call the the nether regions the the, 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 the new the, stuff the vagina they they're like <laughs> technically it's not a vagina because it's not natural so uh i guess at a conference and lou they came up with a term for that and, and from what i understand this is a very highly sophisticated medical term yeah it's, this is, an, know, this this is, is the actual term, according to the article I read. Is it, and, 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 you know, you would think doctors, right? Right. They would Very pull, learned. Pull it, yeah, pull it from, like, uh, some Latin exactly. thing, right? Yeah, yes. Exactly. Yes. So that area for a trans woman is now called the bonus hole. <laughs> uh, Lou, I shit you not. <laughs> exactly. 
To which my first thought was, why didn't you do, just go with the name that God gave it, and that would be the Mangina? There you are. Yes, yes. But anyway, I thought that that was interesting. <laughs> do you, do you want me to go into my my story, or is it? Uh, do we have time now? Should we wait till the end? Um, I yes. think that we can do story time with Mr. Pittsburgh. Right now? Let's do story time with Mr. Right. Pittsburgh. Mr. Pittsburgh, we've been kind of yes. working on we did We kind of dabbled in this a couple of weeks ago, yes, and I, I yes. think it was pretty funny. Like, so, uh, like I said, I worked in the medical field, and if there weren't patients for me to scan, uh, they'd either send me home without pay, or I could become a sitter, in which you go and literally sit with the patient in their room, somebody that needs kind of constant uh, observation, but the nurses were busy, couldn't do it, right? So I, I told, uh, told a story about that uh, what, two podcasts ago. And uh, so uh, I had reminded Lou that I had another story about being a sitter, and to which I will try to make this quick and to the point. So I got uh, sent to a room, gentleman, probably in his 40s. He's uh, laying there in bed. I say, hey, I'm Kevin. I'm going to be uh, hanging out with you. And he goes, oh, okay. So we strike up a conversation. And he kind of tells me why he's there. And medically, the reason he's there is that he's constipated, Lou? Constipated. I, you know, generally when I'm constipated, yeah. I do like to have somebody come and sit with me. Well, so they sound constipated. I'll I give know. you a call. <laughs> there's, 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 there's other circumstances with this guy, but nonetheless, okay. So uh, we're talking, and all of a sudden he's like, oh, 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 and he hits the nurse's button. She comes in. He goes, it's time, it's time. Oh, okay. It's like he's giving they'd, birth. They had been giving him <laughs> laxatives and and the, the little stole- machine that goes. Bing. Yeah, everything, right? So it's time. So she closes the curtain around the the uh, the, the bed, and she leaves, and I can hear him in there. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Calls the nurse. Nurse comes. Empty bedpan. All right, fine. So we start you know, talking a little more and, and whatnot. And so he's like, yeah, excuse me. And he picks up the phone, dials the number. Yeah. Betty. Yeah, it's me. Yeah, how you doing? Oh, I'm all right. I'm in the hospital right now. They're taking good care. Oh, 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 Betty, I can't talk right now. And he hangs up the phone, clicks <laughs> like for the nurse. Like it was Betty's fault. Right, right. I'm like, wow, that's pretty hard. Betty, you called her. <laughs> nurse comes in, gives them bedpan, closes the curtains. Oh, damn it. Calls the nurse back. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, right. Like you con Cornelius. Exactly. <laughs> Nurse takes away the bedpan. Nothing. This guy picks up the phone again, dials a number. Hey, Tom. Yeah, it's me. Yeah, I'm in the house. They're taking pretty good. Yeah, things are a little... Oh! Oh, Tom, I can't talk right now. <laughs> Hangs up the phone, and I'm like, am I being punked? <laughs> right? Nurse comes in with the bedpan. Same thing. Close the curtain. Oh, damn it takes the bedpan away so we start talking some more we're watching a little bit of tv there and he's like oh 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 look here we go calls the nurse she comes in brings the bedpan closes the curtain i can hear him in there oh yeah yeah oh yeah i'm like oh maybe we've had some success buzzes for the nurse nurse comes in pulls away the curtain lou Yes, speak to you, me. You've seen bedpans before. I'm yes, sure. I have. Sure. Um, he didn't fill the bedpan. Oh, no. He created a mountain out of the top of it. I mean, it was like... What? Yeah, and I'm like... My first thought was, how did he do that? Did he like literally lift himself up as it was coming out. He's being elevated. It's like a Mr. Softy. Yeah, exactly. But thankfully, he got cleared out. He was much... And then he went right right to sleep. 
Like I, I didn't have to even sit him. He just went right to sleep. But just the fact that he would call people and get mad at them. I can't talk right now. And every time it was a false alarm. Except that last one. But I'm like, even the nurse is like, oh my God. <laughs> like that's... That was pretty good. But yeah, wow. that's some of the fun stuff that I've This is the thing that the people happened. in the medical field have to put up with. Yeah. So like Yeah, God bless them. If you if you're in for something, like try to be patient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or try to be a good patient. Yeah, please. Please. <laughs> anyway. Oh goodness gracious. Uh, a couple of things. <clears throat> I um uh I, I I passed over this movie for years. Yes. Because of the title, I thought it was the title sounded stupid. Uh-huh. And it is a stupid movie. I let's not yeah, yeah, it, let's be it is stupid. Yeah. But it was also wildly entertaining. Yes. It's a movie with Nick Cage called Drive Angry. Uh-huh. Um and it's cool. It's got a good soundtrack. The only thing that they where they missed is the outro song should have been Bad Out of Hell by Meatloaf. Yes. Yeah. That was yeah, crying for that. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, it was like crying to have that. They probably couldn't afford it. That probably, probably would have been the budget for the whole right there. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to put that in there. But, um, yeah, it's fun. Um, guy busts out of hell, mm-hmm. you know, and it's got this. And um, Miss uh, Mrs. Johnny Depp, Amber yes. Heard, yeah. is in it as uh, as the guy from S- uh, Space Ice says, uh, and there's Amber Heard doing Amber Heard shit as she's beating up people. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and uh, another one I'm going to tell you guys just to stay away from is the new daughter with Kevin Costner. It's a total snooze fest. Oh. I turned it off after. Um, I barely got through an hour. I don't know what I don't know what he was doing. Like he's like a decent actor, yeah. but he was like it was like he was like sleepwalking through the through whole, the whole thing. You know, I'm like no. no, like you know, no, no. Mm. Um, I've been on a um, <clears throat> Thomas Harris Silence of the Lambs Hannibal oh, kind yes, of kick yes, for a while. Yes, and um, I saw Hannibal when it came out. I think in 2001. Um, if you've never seen the movie, it's the follow-up to Silence of the Lambs, mm-hmm. and it's starring Anthony Hopkins, and that's and um, what's his name, Jason Faison, the guy that played Barney, the um, Hannibal's nurse, the black, the big black dude. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those okay. are the only original two people I believe oh, wow. from Silence of the Lambs that are in it. Um, a funny, thank you, Barney. A funny link though is is there's a mo- hmm. there's a movie called Manhunter. Okay. It came out in 1987, a year after Thomas Harris wrote the first book uh-huh. called The Red Dragon. And okay. it's based on that book, and it's actually very good. It's got a bunch of 80s. Michael, oh, yeah? Michael Mann directed it. Okay. It's got a cool pop electronic kind of soundtrack. Interesting. Um, Brian Cox plays Hannibal Lecter. Okay. Um, William Peterson is in it. Dennis Farina is in it. Okay. Stephen Lang is in sure. it. So it's got it's got that Michael Mann um, police. What was that? What was the name of Crime Story? Remember the show mm-hmm. Crime Story? It's got yes. like the whole Crime Story cast. Okay. <laughs> In this movie, uh, it's based on the Red Dragon by um, by Thomas Harris. And but, anyways, the character who plays Barney in Silence of the Lambs and Hannibal is actually in that movie too. Really, he has no like way. two lines. He's like a kind wow. of uh, he's some kind of police officer doing yeah. something. He's like yeah. you know. But anyway, so it's just a That's kind of a funny neat. connection. But. Um, so I had uh, read Silence of the Lambs. We were talking about mm-hmm, that a few weeks mm-hmm. ago. And what an amazing book that was. It's very close. The movie and the book are very, 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 very close. Other than fleshing out some stuff, um, which was very good in the book. Um, it's the same, pretty much the same story. Okay. Um, yeah. There are some differences, though, with Hannibal, some real notable ones. Um, 
and I'm not going to get into all of that, but I, uh, re- I, I, I read the book, and as the book coming to the end, I'm imagining what I had seen in the movie, right? and that's not what happens at all. Oh. Not at all. It's a completely different ending. So I was like, oh, okay, cool, which is cool, because it didn't feel like mm-hmm. I was just tra- tra- you know, traipsing over the same thing. Right. you know. Um, I also had watched Hannibal Rising a few weeks ago, and just I, you know, I had seen that before, was not impressed with it, still not impressed with it. Yeah. Um, I thought it... It's too many contradictions in the story. Like, anyways, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get it too far in it. But, um, so, anyways, I was really impressed with the book, Hannibal. If you've never uh, read it, and if you've seen the movie, like, watch, read the book because it is different. Um, and, um, the, the book, here's the thing like, when I, I read the book and then I rewatched the movie just to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, while I, I'm like, okay, because don't often get to do like the mo- the book and the movie back to back like that. Right, kind right. of, you know, um, and it was really funny because, and this is the second or third time this has happened to me where I've read a book and then watched a movie on it like immediately. Uh-huh. The movie feels like the book on fast forward. Yeah. You know what I mean? It yeah, just feels like, wow, they are just into, yeah. like glossing over so much, uh-huh. you know, stuff and everything. And which made me really think that, you know, this is why sometimes these things don't succeed as well. Right. Yeah. Well, in any case, in the movie, in the film version, Ridley Scott directs it, which I had forgot Mm -hmm. he directs Mm -hmm. it, but they could not get Jodie Foster or um, Scott Glenn yeah uh, to 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 be to be in it um uh, jody foster did not like the book but i think that the i think that like i don't think they could afford to pay anthony hopkins and jody foster right that's my sort of thing i think like at that time those two were like hot Mm -hmm. commodities um and it would have you know been real expensive to have both of them in there and it was been unwise because um the movie was successful but it was kind of mixed it didn't have you know um but if you've if you read never read the book also the uh what's what's confusing too and, and again this works better in the novel because there's more time but in the movie there's like two villains there's Hannibal Lecter and there's Mason Verger and it's mm-hmm. like, you know, who am I supposed to, who's good? Right. The book though really turns Hannibal into an anti-hero. He's not so much a villain. He's more of an oh, anti-hero. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he only eats the rude is what oh, he that's says. that's very nice. And, um, and I, again, like, I thought it, it was enjoyable, was not nearly as good as the Red Dragon and Silence of the Lambs, but I did feel a little bit like he changed the direction or something mm-hmm. like you know like Hannibal Lecter I thought was a monster like you know it's like now he's a kind of like anti-hero like you said anti-hero yeah, yeah. It's, it was just um, it was kind of weird the the movie left you with the impression that like you know the adventure was going to continue uh-huh. you know would be because that's why you know they did they ended it the way they did with you know but ha- Anthony Hopkins at that point was really like I'm so done with like, Hannibal yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm not Hannibal Lecter people come up to me and think that I'm they want me to talk about fava beans and I'm like no no <laughs> no just leave me alone <clears throat> um so uh yeah it was it was it was okay I uh, did not do um much um i got caught up in this what in our topic for this week is what okay. i ended up doing yes. um but i did um maybe we'll mention this later because okay. i'd like to get bill's opinion on this too so let me just <laughs> jump just jump down here and okay, put type, in uh, now, before you change movie topics the other day i was flipping through netflix and i came across a movie called the mule okay oh yeah, you seen yeah. the mule Mm-hmm. It's Clint Eastwood Clint playing Eastwood, a grumpy yeah. old man that's driving around in a pickup truck delivering drugs. <laughs> wow, sounds that's, fun. 
And you know what? It actually, I, I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I liked so it was good. It was good. You saw it? Yeah, Mom, how's it, yeah. come nobody's telling me about this stuff? Well, this is years ago. It's an older film. <laughs> oh, it's old. Yeah, like. I mean, not. not I mean, he's playing it's not an from 1970. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, like, but five, ten years ago? Maybe, oh, okay. Okay. Like okay. Maybe, but it wasn't like. It didn't come out last week. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. No. yeah. Okay. It, it was in the Netflix top 10 thing. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> huh. Get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, cool, man. Yeah, we're going to... Um, there's a, something that's come up, and I want to get Bill's opinion on okay, it later. So we will just leave that here for now. Yeah. Um, so what ended up happening was I ran across this uh, sometime while planning the Neil Peart podcast, mm-hmm. and um, or maybe right after. And um, it really... I was really... I thought it was wildly entertaining. So I'm a big... I follow a lot of music channels on YouTube. And a lot of people that are featured in this video are YouTubers that, some of which I do follow pretty strongly, and some of which I follow more casually. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple that I'd never heard of. Um, so it was really interesting to me. And so there was a Sweetwater just had a big, a big event, a big event. Yeah. Um, about to, about a month ago, and um, of course, you know, the new press is these YouTube music channels that's the sure. new press it's yeah. not you know I, I don't know if rolling stone or anything like that or guitar player magazine or anybody like that or premier guitar was there they probably were mm-hmm. but i would imagine but the but you know youtube is doing more to sell musical equipment probably oh, yeah. than anything else mm-hmm. right now i mean you know i remember getting the musician's friend catalog, catalog. Uh-huh. and just like you know it was like you know porn Right. Um, but now, now you have you t- you have all these channels that actually they actually demonstrate mm-hmm. the gear. Yeah, and you, you can, can hear see it. it and see you can it? hear it. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it's really amazing. I mean, like, I mean, I'm not even a kid, and I'm like, I get, I find myself, you know, wasting a lot of time just. Uh-huh. watching these things you know what i mean i imagine i'd been like a teenager my parents would have oh been like God. you know we're worried about him he never comes out of his bedroom <laughs> so um <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and play this this is from a really fun youtube channel the samurai guitarist okay and um you can go to you can find samurai guitarist the samurai guitarist on youtube mm-hmm. um so yeah, it's a channel that I follow. Um, I don't watch all of the videos. I go through phases where I'm more interested and less interested. You know, You're, yeah, you just sure. go through things sure. where you you know, and and you'll gravitate towards one guy for a while. Exactly. Then you'll gravitate towards somebody else for yeah. a while. Yeah. Um, but uh, Samurai Guitarist was a guy I discovered. I think maybe like maybe right before the pandemic and subscribed to his channel. Um, but does a lot of gear reviews, does a sort of a lot of like opinion stuff, uh, mm-hmm. kind of talking head kind of thing. You know, t- videos are usually in that uh, at 12 minute, under 15 minute yeah. kind of mark, you know, yeah. um, so that it's not, you know, it's just the right amount of attention span. You can digest something quickly. Sometimes he teaches you something. Um, sometimes he does like straight up uh, gear, uh, you know, reviews or opinions or whatever. So, um, he was one of the folks at this, uh, Sweetwater, uh, event. And, um, and a lot of the, these channels did this exact same thing. They walked around with the camera and, and interviewed right. other YouTubers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there was a kind of a, a lot of that going on there, obviously. And, um, I don't, I think some of these guys, it looks like they got to be kind of buddy buddies with each other. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to, so what, what Samurai Guitarist did was, 
he went from just talking to these different and just ask for like a controversial musical opinion right a hot take a hot if you, take if you want if you want to use the lingo of the sure. day and so what we're going to do is we're going to go through these hot takes there's a handful of them and um bill and mr pittsburgh mm-hmm. and i are going to kind of like chime in with what we think some of these will probably like not have much to say about mm-hmm. and some we we might spend 20 minutes on or an hour i don't know we'll have to see how it goes um but i'm gonna go ahead and start it i'm gonna i think the best thing to do is to well we'll just do it this way i got the volume nice and so so here we go sorry all right this is extra hot people are gonna flame me in the comments this is sean daniel uh sean daniel 23 on youtube and i don't care because the beach boys suck and (laughs) Okay, well. Everything. Oh, listen to Pet Sounds. No, Pet Sounds sucks. Maybe it was revolutionary at the time. Guess what? This is 2023. I don't care about the time anymore. Just listening to the melodies. Is that how the Beach Boys sound? (laughs) (laughs) And he's he's doing a little dance and snapping. I don't ever want to listen to this. You can get, everybody's like, oh, Brian Wilson, he's a genius, you know, blah, 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 blah. No, I, every time I hear it, I just feel so lame. The music is so lame. It's not cool. Give me some edge. Beach Boys suck. Hot take. Okay. Oh my, okay. So, Beach bro, Boys I think suck. we should play the next hot take. It's very, very short. Okay. And because these two kind of go together real quick. Yeah. Beach Boys are amazing. Sean Daniel's an idiot. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. There you go. So, so both are the Beach Boys the amazing or is uh, or do they suck, Bill? What do you think? So I haven't gone out of my way to listen to the Beach Boys recently, but if they came on, I wouldn't turn them off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I definitely enjoy the Beach Boys and I'm with I'm with the second guy. I think Sean was out of line there. <laughs> There's some anger issues there. What, what's your what's your what's your hot take there on that, Mr. Pittsburgh? So so I can remember <clears throat> like being a young man and hearing the Beach Boys and, and especially Pet Sounds. And for the time, it was incredible. It was incredible. Yeah, here we are, 2023. Would it be if it were released today? Would it be incredible? No, no. There's a lot of really. T- <laughs> Because there's Rush, but anyway, um, no. But uh, but yeah, no, I do not hate the, ba- the 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 Beach Boys like that guy does, and I do think they are very important. I think they're and and just like Bill, if they came on the radio, I'd probably turn it up. Um, here's plus, my plus. John Stamos plays with them sometimes. Exactly. Yeah, well, there you are. I mean, anything John Stamos is involved in, Bill, you know, is like way cool. Yes, it's it's super neato. Um. <laughs> Here's my Beach Boy story. I have a Beach Boy story. Oh boy! Um, I got to that point where in my life where I was, I was, uh, I liked things like Star Wars and stuff like that, sure. but I was no longer doing things like playing with action figures. Really? I wasn't doing. <laughs> I, still, I was sort of like getting away from. I was starting to kind of maybe even getting a little interested in right. girls. Yeah. But and I needed something else to do because I was you know, and so I found my mom's record collection. Oh. And she had tons of forty fives. Yep. Tons of forty fives. Uh, um, uh, Chuck Berry. Mm-hmm. Um. Gene Vincent and the Blue Caps, oh. but she and she had a few albums, and one of the albums she had was the Beach Boys' Greatest Hits. Okay, and I played that record over and over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And to, my favorite song on there, and this is still my favorite Beach Boys song, is Little Honda. Mm. Um, 
Uh, I, it did, I, they were just, they were like my introduction to yep. rock and roll was the Beach Boys. So they'll forever have a soft spot in my heart. There you go. However, oh. wasn't long after that I heard the Beatles and Led Zeppelin right. and bands like that. And the Beach Boys really, to me, immediately sounded a little antiquated, mm-hmm. a little, sure. you know, a little juvenile or something okay. you know what i mean yes, yes. and so while i will always have a, a soft spot for the beach boys always i get sean daniel's opinion if i was if i was a 20 something sean's probably in his late 20s i would say maybe early 30s yeah, or sean, sean probably wasn't roller skating to kokomo no. like, yeah like or was. anything like that <laughs> so he doesn't have so so i could imagine somebody that age it probably sounds re- you know this Very, is something yeah. that like I, I bring up every once in a while is that music to, to us rock and roll kind of starts in the late 60s but late 60s to people who are in their 20s that'd be like us going back and listening to, to roaring 20s yeah you know what i mean like you know like that right. would be like and we didn't have anything to do with that music that music sounds really mm-hmm. old to us yes. so you know i can understand somebody at that age mm-hmm. gonna be you know they're not gonna groove they're not gonna groove on the on the beach boys at all so i totally get where he's coming from if i was that age but not but just my personal right feeling about it i have to i can't go and i do think that they were a great band for the time for what oh, they yeah, exactly. absolutely all right so moving on now we have phil mcknight i you know you follow oh, phil know. McKnight. Course, phil's, yes. phil's great guy he, at least he comes across he's probably the biggest asshole in the oh, world wow, and he wow. just comes across that's just a persona right nice yeah. guy on youtube but he plays a nice guy on youtube yeah we'll, we'll, we'll give him that let's try this here we All go right. ready yeah i think it's harder to play country than jazz uh-oh. Oh, my. I think country players, especially ones that do the bends, especially bend to pitch, I think having that ear and that technique is harder than playing jazz chords. And Nickelback. Okay, we're going to go. Mm. Hold on. Hold on, Brian. Hold, hold on. on. We're gonna, Mike, I'm sorry. Mike, not Brian. Okay, so. <clears throat> um, hmm. Bill, you have anything to weigh in on this? I know you're not. A, are you, uh, do you play guitar so, or anything? Or <laughs> no? Okay. The, the only instrument that I really ever played was a flutophone, which they now call a recorder. Oh, so, <laughs> <laughs> recorder. That and, and I learned the bottom string on a guitar once. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Because all the other strings were broken on my uncle's guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Very specialized guitar, yes. Oh, I got you. I got <laughs> yes. you. Okay, um, Mr. Pittsburgh, you have anything you want to say about it? Or, <sighs> well, I, I I don't play country or jazz. I play just classic rock when I play. So I I don't know. I don't know. You're you're true. You're the true musician here. <laughs> so I'm gonna. Th- and I know you've played country, and you've played some jazz. I would say this. Um, I, I again, it's one of those opinions where I see absolutely where he's coming from because the technique and everything, the finger picking and all that stuff that you do with with the way that like a lot of like this Brett Mason and um, uh, Albert Lee and that the, those type of players, even like the Roy Clark, uh, yes. Glenn Campbell, those guys like that's. It's really impressive. Yeah. It's really, 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 really impressive. 
<clears throat> the thing that jazz has, though, the country doesn't have, and I'm not talking about there. Yes, there are. There's Western swing that has, but is this more the where jazz is more sophisticated is in the harmonic content. You know, uh, uh, you know, like in jazz, like every note, I'm in like. <laughs> I'm not going to describe jazz in a sentence, but like one of the things that but they did a lot on a lot of jazz is like every note of the melody is a chord, and it's not just like a A oh, B yeah, C. Yeah, They're yeah, like yeah. you know what I mean. There's you know all kind of like you know, harmonically more dense and everything, and you have to really be able to hear that, and you have to really be able to understand what you're doing, or else you just sound like you're jerking off. Um, so I think. Um, I, I I understand where Phil's coming from, but I'm not so sure. Sh- I guess maybe technically the technical picking and all that stuff that you need to do mm-hmm. to play like that really sophisticated chicken picking, right. you know, Albert yeah. Lee, Brad Paisley, sure. kind of uh, Brent Mason kind of stuff, um, Johnny Highland, yes, <clears throat> oh, stuff yeah. like that. Um, you know, I, I, I that that takes the, you know country guys or jazz guys aren't doing that aren't doing that. That's for sure. Right. So you know, it, you know it, it. You know it's. Mm. Technically, the physical aspect of playing is more involved with that chicken picking type stuff. Mm-hmm. But to play jazz, I believe you're talking about stuff that's more harmonically advanced. Yeah. And that's not to say that like all jazz, you know, you know, because we somebody's going to be like, well, what about this guy? What about that guy? Tuck Andreas, you know, blah blah blah. Yes, those guys are amazing, and those are you know. But that isn't typically, I don't think, what Phil was talking about. I think he was when he was talking about jazz, he's probably talking more like you know. Um, Pat Martino and George Benson and Wes mm-hmm. Montgomery and, and that type of thing. Anyways, okay. I think we can just move on. Yes. We'll just move on. Let's go to the <laughs> next hot take. Next. Okay, so now this one is really... Nickelback a- is not just not bad and is not just good. They are one of the defining pop rock bands of the last... <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Let's finish here. It's Mike Cole... You've, you've seen Mike Cole's channel? I don't think I have. 20 years, and they know exactly what they are. They keep doing it, and they do it well. Ooh. Okay, oh, oh, so wow. um, uh, Mike Mike has a um, really awesome delivery mm-hmm. on, his, on his channel. You know, he's like, I got this thing the other day called a Les Paul. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought I would try one. Like yeah, he has this like great. He's yeah, really, yeah. really kind of like, <clears throat> kind of like really like nerdy but cool. Yeah, kind of like yeah, yeah. he's got an awesome persona. Okay. Um, comes across as Mr. Nice Guy all the time. Always got a big smile on his face. Um, and um, I wasn't surprised that he said that about about Nickelback. About Nickelback there, yeah. there is another guy though. They both talk about Nickelback. This is so let's let's listen to them both and we can okay. kind of take it together. Right. Oh, controversial opinion. Okay, I know the internet's going to get me for this one. This is Casey Cooper, uh, right. Cooper drummer. Okay, so uh, Casey Cooper has a drum channel. Okay, okay, and it is Coop Three R <laughs> drummer Three R with an yeah, so e, the threes e, threes instead of the threes. E. Yeah, you got it. You got you it. See. But uh, the members of the band Nickelback are actually very talented musicians, and a lot of the music is actually quite good. If you listen, some of the, the band members, like Daniel Dare, one of my favorite drummers, I actually really like his parts in the Nickelback songs, but also, if you look him up, he does stuff with like Dave Martone, like solo guitar, incredible player, way better than I am, so I don't talk rap about Nickelback, but I know the internet does, so that's my hot take. Okay, so right. this is, I know that mm. um, 
Bill said he was really chomping at the bit right. to weigh in on this. Yes. So, Bill, what do you got? So, I like Nickelback, and I'm going to throw Creed into the conversation too because contemporary and. All right, and, Bill. I'm sorry, man. I'm going to. I draw the line at Creed. But <laughs> you're out of um, He's out of here. Uh, I'm throwing him in for a reason, though. All right. Back back in the day when I used to do the PA Rock show in my living room, my my wife is a big fan of both bands. And a lot of bands would do what they're saying the internet does and, and take shots at those bands. And those people got blackballed for my show because my wife wouldn't let them back in the house. <laughs> <laughs> you must you must leave. <laughs> Don't come back. But I will say with, with Nickelback in particular, if you listen to their lyrics, every song is about the same thing. Everyone. This, they sound different. But lyrically, he's talking about the same thing. The same thing over and over again. Yeah. Yep. Getting so, laid, partying. That basically, sort of yeah. 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 They're, yeah. Like, they're like that yeah. kind of. Yeah, exactly. but what I think that they're kind of. Anyways, I'm not going to say. Mr. Pittsburgh, you jump in. Um, I've, I've always liked the Nickelback. Uh, I remember when. Um, um, oh, what was their first song? How do you remember? Um, uh, 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 leader, having... leader of Men. Oh, I don't know. The, the one I'm it's thinking of. It's so hard to swallow. That's what she said. I'm a, a leader <laughs> of men. Okay. I prefer <clears throat> so You the, know what song I'm talking about? No, and then How You Remind Me. How You Remind Me is the one yeah, I, but I, I remember. Yeah, Leader of Men was the first song. And I'm like, wow, this is real. They're pretty hard rocking. And I kind of liked them. And then I, I had no idea the internet hated them. Until like just one day it like came up. And then I, that's all I heard. And I'm like, what did they, what'd they do? What did they do? Um, I still like Nickelback. I think that even though their songs are all about the same thing, um, and and Chad had mentioned that he goes, look, he goes, we we would like to be out there just heavy rocking and you know all that stuff. He goes, but in the end, this is what sells. So I I'm like, oh, I don't like that very much, but uh, I do like Nickelback and I do listen to them often. think i've ever heard this really yeah. i'm shocked because i'm pretty Me sure we too. listened to it in my uh, here <laughs> well, sometimes got like awesome harmonies cool riff mm, yeah, yeah memorable like I, i'm not sure like what people hate about it um i will tell you that i got um i was i sort of like was on a nickelback kind of thing for a while mm -hmm. and then i went to see him live i got i was dating somebody and I, she was like i want you to take me to see nickelback and i'm like <laughs> i think we have to break up and she says no <laughs> we don't have to break up just take me to see nickelback so mm. we went to see nickelback and it was fucking awesome yeah they put on a great show. They were super cool. Look, here's what they did. Yeah. They did not have to do this. There was like a whole, there was like a ton, there was like, the show started in the afternoon, mm -hmm. you know, and they play, you know, it was like seven bands or something like that. No, it wasn't seven bands, maybe five. Okay. But um, 
when they played at the end, when they came up to do their encore, yeah. they brought out at least one person oh, from each one of the other bands yeah. that played. And they did something like You Shook Me All Night Long or okay. something, you know, like yeah. a you know, party rock song. And everybody... Um, Loved it, and I thought that was super. They did not have to like bring right. out the opening act to jam with exactly. Them. That was like oh, that's really you know. Cool. That, I thought that was that was super cool. Chad Kroger um, was. I thought he was fucking awesome. I thought he was like the Monty Hall of rock. Yeah, he was kind of like a game show host. Like it, <laughs> I'd never seen um, a frontman bring that kind of persona to it. It uh-huh. was awesome. That's cool. It, it was like he wasn't taking himself or anything seriously. They were. It was just like, this is a big party. We're having a good mm-hmm. time. You know, the whole thing. Um, uh, they did two cover songs. They did the ACDC thing when they brought the other bands out. Right. And they sang, they did Friends in Low Places. Oh. Which I think was oh, a kind of like, you know, this is, we getting shit on. So, you know, you guys are our friends in low places. Um it's on, it's on a great on all that. Um, I, I have the, a special place in my heart for Garth Brooks. Do you? Yeah, he was great. Yeah, because no, he's he great. did Hard Luck Woman by Kiss. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's on that, um, what was that called? That, um, it's called Kiss My Ass. Kiss My Ass. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It is. Nice. It, it was. I remember um, when that came out. It was the 90s. Yeah. It, Kiss basically funded their own tribute album. That's And great. handpicked the bands and... <laughs> That's funny. You know, if you, hey, Kiss is going to do Kiss, they got to be Kiss. kiss like yeah, Nicholas. So anyway, so people like one of the things that like I would have arguments. With, well, every one of their albums sound the same. Okay, wait a minute. So does ACDC. Exactly. Every one of their albums sounds yep. the same. Exactly. Except ACDC's been doing it for forty <clears throat> years. Nickelback's right. only been doing it for like twenty five. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they need some more practice. You know, exactly. Um, I, I mean, I I get. Um, I know I don't really get it. I, I think the uh, there's a uh, YouTube video that I watched, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago, uh, where uh, it was about how did the Nickelback hate yeah. kind of get started. And it. I don't know if this is true, but I've heard it from a couple of sources that it is Metallica. Metallica started saying stuff like at their shows, like, well, yeah, but at least we aren't, you know, at least you could go to a fucking Nickelback concert or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And um they they kind of inadvertently, or maybe vertently, inadvertently. <laughs> is there vertently if there's Apparently inadvertently? There is. Got the thing they they I I don't doubt that because they at the time at that time would have been the powerhouse band, mm-hmm. exactly. you know, of powerhouse bands. Saying so, a lot of people were going to like take anything they said, <laughs> be it's like, yeah, yeah, fuck Nickelback. But with, um, with I great like the power way. comes great responsibility. <laughs> okay, Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Somebody's going down a sliding board here. Hold on. Here we go. You still hot take. Okay, this is Rutch. This is Red Shaw. Red Shaw, and I think that Bill. I think you have something, some opinions on this too. So we're going to go ahead and listen to this. I think most pop country and bro country is bad for music in general. I think it's bad for musicianships. I think it's bad for the general music listening public, and I think the industry behind it, in the long run, is. It's, it's just a detriment to music because the general public is only going to listen to what is fed to them. Okay, he kind of goes on and on and on. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is fine. Which is fine. We can listen to the whole thing or not. But I want to kind of just let's start off with that. And I know that there's a lot of animosity that people have in the business towards this, the pop slash bro country um i've been completely surprised i i, I don't know i think it was maybe it was rick beato maybe a couple years ago did like played like the top 10 country songs or something mm-hmm. like that and like re- reviewed them and i was like 
this is not kind of, it's just like, yeah i mean it was so like how everything is it uh-huh. you know what i mean and all that studios you know stopping and all that and then you hear a fiddle right yeah. <laughs> or like a steel like, guitar oh, and you go oh, oh that's country uh-huh. and the other thing this is going to come up in i and somebody's going to talk about this in a minute is the way that they sing somebody else somebody else talks about it. actually um samurai guitarist's wife chimes in on that in, uh-huh. in a minute here but uh, go ahead bill i i think you have some stuff you want to say about uh uh this the pop country bro so, country thing so when, when when i think country i think like all the way up until Garth Brooks was country that mm-hmm. that era, and then it took a turn, and really, and and I think it's what what Mister Pittsburgh said. Um, the country artist must have heard Chad Kroger say, "This is what sells," uh-huh. and something clicked. Yep. yep, and they all started playing pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, it like it really is all pop. Like, there is, there is, there are some people that break through though, like Chris Stapleton. Yes, I, you know I what I mean. Like Who's really and there's like there's always like and and, and I remember in the eighties because I've been playing country music since I since the eighties and and you know there's always been this super slick pop influence. I mean, it goes back to the seventies. Like, listen to some of the stuff that like some of the pop hits that like people like uh, Barbara Mandrell had. Mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, so and it was a lot of some of the stuff is like barely country. You know, islands in the in the stream with Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers mm-hmm. is like barely country, yeah. you know, barely country. And those yep. were big, big hits, but you always had those other artists that right alongside of them, you know? So for every islands in the stream, you would have something for like forever and ever. Amen. By Randy Travis, mm-hmm. which is about as country as yeah. sitting on the porch, picking on the get dark as you can get. <laughs> That's, uh, you know, yeah. Alan Jackson, and Randy, <clears throat> Randy, um, Clint Black. Yeah. Um, it, you always had those traditional guys. What I think Rhett is saying here is there's like a, a lot of traditional stuff. You do get the occasional, uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, Stur- Sturgill Simpson? Uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Keith turned me on him. Anyways, um, uh, but Chris Stapleton and these guys will break out, but they don't, they're not, they don't become big mm-hmm. rock stars like, say, somebody like Dwight Yoakam. Mm-hmm. Who be, who was like very traditional guy who became like a really um, big uh, big thing. So, but w- what do you feel about like the impact of this, Bill? Uh, I um, I have to tread lightly here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I was at a show recently with an artist who was dressed as a cowboy. Okay, and was calling himself a country artist uh-huh. but he was really more um it, it was the country rap thing okay and like it wasn't it wasn't terrible but it wasn't country either yeah and i have the reason i'm treading lightly is i, I do play his stuff on my sh- on my station now but you it bastard <laughs> it wasn't wasn't what i was expecting to hear and it's right along the lines of, of what this guy is saying in the video. <laughs> yeah, I, we did a song a song called like, Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy by yes. Big and Rich. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that has rapping yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think I'm the one a that did the it. rap. <laughs> yeah, I think I did the the actual like rap thing in the kind of in the middle. But, you know, um, and I'm, I'm like, I'm not saying the music's bad. It just isn't country. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I think that Rhett feels that there's like a kind of mediocrity to it. Let me just play a little bit more of his comment. By their Spotify algorithm, which is run by these mega pop country uh, labels. And they're writing to the lowest common denominator. They're writing garbage, disposable, throwaway music that says nothing, it means nothing. And I think that what big Nashville is doing is sort of tamping out a lot of truly great country Americana rock artists that don't have the the spotlight or the now okay so what we have to just put it in context here is Rhett plays with an artist and I forget the name they're very good I can't remember the name off the top of my head I've heard them once or twice um, that is in that sort of like more traditional country Americana Mm -hmm. kind of kind of sound you know and I'm sure that you're hearing some personal (laughs) animosity there uh, regarding that Um, but the thing that he brought up that I thought was really interesting is um, and this is a topic that um, uh, this is one of those things that's like AI, like we're not really sure what we can do about it, is the algorithm. Because mm-hmm. the algorithm is feeding people certain things. He's right about that. Um, and once you, it seems to me like, and I've noticed this on YouTube and I noticed on Spotify, is like soon as you kind of put something out there, man, it's really a lot of the exact same thing. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, like all the exact... That's- you know, uh, no, like, I mean, I'm a guy, we've talked about this many times before, and Bill, you probably remember too, growing up listening to rock radio in the 70s and 80s, mm-hmm. and you heard Van Halen and Bruce Springsteen on the same station. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there was no, like, well, we don't have, you know, with the algorithm, you don't have that. No. You know what I mean? Like, if they're going to play Van Halen, then they're going to play Sammy Hagar and David mm-hmm. Lee Roth and anything that's got to really be really in that yeah. um, thing. And I, that is not healthy. I mean, I grew up, I believe, feeling having real eclectic tastes because of, you know, did I want to hear, you know, some of that music no i didn't but i ended up listening to a lot of it and a mm-hmm. lot of stuff won me over there's yeah. a band that's going to be talked about later on in this video that was one of those bands that i did not like i thought they were <laughs> terrible but dve played them so much and i ended up becoming a fan yeah so we're going to go ahead to the next to the uh, mr pittsburgh i'm sorry no Do you, you want to say anything about that no he's absolutely right um because uh, you know I, where i work somebody's always playing music and and you know people we we live out outside the city limits so there's a lot of country out here and they'll play their country music and i'm like what the hell is that and um the more i hear the songs over and over again it they all sound the same they all have that same basic what i would call the algorithm you know what i mean the algorithm yeah and and, and, and (laughs) like red said i'm sure it stifles a lot of truly good country artists from yeah they can't they really can't get played yeah i mean they won't show up on anybody's list and it's with the the, and the the bitch of it is is a lot of people who liked van halen also really liked bob Seger. Right. You know what I mean? They liked them yeah. both a lot. And mm-hmm. we wouldn't, if the, all the stations did was just play everything that sounded like Van Halen or just sounded like Bob Seger, you would never heard the other artists. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So there's, there is, you know, anyways, I think that people's 
people will like a much more of a variety of things mm-hmm. than we give them credit for. Bob FM, remember? Is that still on yeah, in it's Pittsburgh? Still on. Yeah. You know, yeah, like they play like, all like, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, they'll play they'll play Mickey Gilly and then they'll play Metallica. It's like right, you know. Right. Anyway, so uh, this uh, here's, here's let's move on. What's your most controversial musical opinion? Uh, Ricky Martin's Live in La Vida Loca was the first number one song in 1999 done completely in the box using Pro Tools and that is the only reason why Pro Tools is considered the studio standard is because everyone had to have it overnight. It was a mega hit. Mm-hmm, that is true. It was a mega hit, and I could see why the end, the you know, the the industry, uh, the technology was evolving very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and the when the people found out that they could use the computer to record music, right. uh-huh. and saw how like, oh wait a minute, like in a word document, I can copy, cut, and paste, and I can mm-hmm. do that with sound. Sign me exactly. up right now. Yep. So, um, you know, and then a big, you have a big hit. Like mm-hmm. that. I mean, that was a mega hit. And were, how, how did they do it? Pro Tools. Everybody has that Pro Tools. Oh, I want that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so any thoughts on that, Bill? So uh, I would say one drawback to, to DAWs in general at this point, being able to digitally record and edit, is you end up with songs that sound phenomenal on the album, but then they can't be played live <laughs> without tracks. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you had to bring that up. <laughs> I did, didn't I? <laughs> you went there. He went there, Mr. He Pittsburgh. sure did, sir. He went there. Any? Do you see any drawbacks or any opinions on the computer recording thing? Because I know you've played around with it a little bit yourself with the little yeah. recorders and things. Yeah, little recorders and stuff. Um, it's nice to cut and paste. Uh, but, you know, especially if you've seen the, the documentary Sound City, you realize that sometimes analog's the best guy. I was listening to a thing on the way home tonight uh, from my meeting that um, it was about rumors. Remember rumors? Yeah, by Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac, yeah. And I thought I had known everything about rumors because we, we've talked about it. We've done podcasts about it and stuff like that. But uh, there were some really kind of cool things that uh, these... Um, I think the name of the podcast are uh, thing, Things You're Wrong About or You're Wrong About That or something like that. But there was like some really kind of cool things. And I just remembered, you know, the magic of tape and having to play it right the first time or having to re-record it and stuff. So there's kind of a magic to analog, but uh, there's so much convenience to digital. So as for I- Living La Vida Loca, it's, it, that's a fine song. <laughs> uh, talking about analog, it, it just popped in my head. Um, the Vault Recording Studio on Neville Island. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with the Vault. Um, Dave Hillis, who worked on all the grunge stuff in Seattle, is works there. Oh wow! Um, but they have a um, Neve eighty fifty eight console okay. there. Uh huh. And it was originally owned by George Harrison. As wow. in the George Harrison. So that's, that's a cool. fun fact. If you're out there and you want to record analog, that's where you want to go in the Pittsburgh area. Wow. First of all, Dave Hillis is there. And second of all, that console is there. Yeah. <laughs> the Neve, the magic of the Neve. Um, yeah, I think that the, 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 we don't have to compromise the honesty of the music just because you record it on a computer. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. Like, you could still there's no reason you can't set the microphones up and just have everybody play live exactly yeah and just do it i mean there's you know just because you you know <laughs> you know we were so excited that we could do a thing that we didn't stop and ask 
should we do, we do a it? thing? Fight <laughs> uh. uh. me. Brian Bruce. Musical hot take. Brian Bruce? Burke has said. You must heard me. I heard a Bruce. I said, call no, him his wrong him. name. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. always great. That's <laughs> how people get call you the wrong nice. thing. Uh. I I think is that I have you ever done that bill like not because you didn't know the person's name but you have them on the show and maybe you know you you know something and you call somebody a wrong name and it's like you're just done there's no like getting out of it uh there, there are times where I have the pre-show conversation and end up writing the band members names on the paper in front of me because I, I, it's just mm-hmm. not coming out of my mouth yeah. and like I write it how I have them on the screen yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you got to do anything you, you can, yeah. you know. Oh, it's just so terrible. Oh, man. I mean, we look very similar. He kind of three blonde beard thing. So, uh, my musical hot take is that guitarists would, it would be very smart for them to pay attention to what's happening in very popular music. Okay, so the point of this is, and we don't look okay. at the whole thing, but the idea is what he's saying is that. You should listen to contemporary music. You shouldn't just go like, you know, uh, I don't want to hear none of that nonsense mm-hmm. because the, you know, so it's interesting because Rhett Shaw was kind of saying like kind of the opposite, that popular stuff is bullshit, mm-hmm. but yet there is stuff that people are, something about it that's captivating. It, it, it attracts them, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? So <clears throat> do you spend any time listening to just whatever the, I don't, I don't know, I'm going to date myself, Bill, the top 40. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if that's a, such a thing anymore. So I spend most of my time listening to, to local unsigned music. Um, if I'm hearing it and it's not in in that realm it's because my kids are in control of what's being played (laughs) um and that's not necessarily bad um my son my son plays music doesn't like to listen to music but my daughters are both into in the music uh my daughter bria likes to listen to like classic rock and and like local bands she likes um doppler effect and blackridge um and then emelyn is more into heavier stuff um she was listening to um oh why can't I think of their name? Um Black Something Veil. Um oh, she was just in the room too, I should have asked her. But like not not something that I would listen to, and I was like, wow, this is really good. So, you know, it, I'm hearing some of the contemporary stuff, but not because I'm doing it. Mm. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I think that there's value in it. I don't listen to much of it. I'll be very honest with you. No, me either. You know, but I do. I I get where he what, what Ryan is saying here. Ryan Burke. Um, so I'm gonna move on to it's Black Veil Brides. Oh way. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the band. Davi, what's a musical hot take for me? Okay, this is Davi Das music, and his the guy's name is Davi Das. Oh, all right. He's a bit of a character. You know how, like, everyone thinks that, like... Is he actually... Wait. As soon as they're gonna get... Okay, that's a guitar show. I thought he had, like, the bullets. Oh. You know what I mean? No, never <laughs> mind. This pedal is gonna, like, yeah, sound look, I'm sorry, I would take away from what he's saying. He actually... As soon point. as they're gonna get this pedal, it's gonna, like, sound better, and they're gonna finish that song that they're, like, been working on, and they're gonna get more streams on Spotify, and maybe their music video with that one pedal, that one piece of gear is gonna get more views on YouTube. It will never happen. No. No. The tone is in the fingernails. The doors are the most... <laughs> okay, and he has painted, crazy painted yeah, fingernails. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but the thing that he's saying about gear doesn't really 
make no. the song. But you know what I mean? You know, skill. I, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. You got to be able to. You got to have a. You have to have a great ear and heart for it. Exactly. Most overrated rock band in history, and I think Jim Morrison is the most overrated frontman in. Okay, so this we're back to Rhett again. Um, so this is the Doors. Mm. being the most overrated band in history now i mean that is one man's opinion yes <laughs> but i know that uh not everybody likes the doors yeah i get it i mean mr pittsburgh's not a doors i'm fan. not a doors fan yeah. it doesn't do the doors i don't doesn't do the doors I don't do it what about you mr uh mr bill mr bill mr <laughs> bill oh no mr bill oh, man. so i like the doors but i feel like they definitely have this huge place when you look back in the history and they weren't really together that long um, because Jim died. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so I feel like it's, it's almost incomplete to give them that spot that, that they seem to have because they don't have the kind of catalogs that other bands have. <laughs> I, um, a lot of bands at that time, petered out they were amazing petered out very very quickly the mm -hmm. Jimi hendrix experience yeah um janice joplin um the doors were or were a part were were one of those bands that were you know, made a giant thing and a lasting impression i mean janice joplin is you know the great grandma of you know all you know female rockers right um Jimi Hendrix, of course, the Jimi fucking Hendrix, sure. you know what I mean? Um, and the, and Jim Morrison, the doors are the, are the doors. I think that one of the things about the doors that makes them absolutely an amazing band is the fact that their sound is so instantaneously mm -hmm. recognizable. The second they, it comes on, you know exactly what you what it who it is um the other thing with them is ray manzarek for the first for most of that band carried the bass line and the keyboard part and didn't just wasn't just playing like little you know whatever Billers things whatever, yeah. yeah i mean he's playing whole solos right. while he's you know that's i mean what he could do is and playing with a drummer mm -hmm. like keeping the whole thing together um that I, just like he always blew me away. Like when I found out when I when I first heard the band, and I'm like, it's an unusual bass sound. I can tell right, right away it didn't yeah. sound. Like, and then I found out no, there's it wasn't a bass there's guitar no at all. Yeah. Um, I was really um, I, I I was really floored by that. And then I uh, had a buddy of mine kind of like say, did you ever listen to Jim Morrison's like lyrics and stuff? And I never really paid too much attention to, to it. And then when I got it, when I started paying attention to that, I really felt sort of kind of really began to appreciate him as a poet um so that's but it just just rang my bell in a way but this was the band this was a band that i probably would not have initially listened to but dve played them so much mm -hmm. that i became a fan because they just never stopped playing them i bet if we turned it on right now nine wastes pittsburgh <laughs> there's a door song playing exactly you know yeah. right now um but we're gonna kind of skip on through that Okay, now this is a really good. This is um, Samurai Jenny. This is uh, his uh, wife. Yes, this is his wife. I think this is really interesting, and this does bug the shit out of me. A musical hot take: um, the fake country music accent, like a southern accent, like a like fake southern, southern accent, like fake southern. Like if you're not southern, if you're not from somewhere that country music originates, and you're putting on an accent, I think that's totally lame. Totally lame. Yeah, I mean, that's well, I don't really y'all like, talking about. I'm from but, the South Hills of Pittsburgh. <laughs> but there is somebody that I really like who absolutely is putting on a southern accent. Oh my! And he's super famous. Oh my! Do you know who it is? 
Steve Perry. <laughs> Steve Perry. Yeah. It's Dwight Yoakam. He's from Ohio. He doesn't talk uh, like that. Oh, Dwight. but he probably does. And he's probably talked like that he for so not, long. Yeah, he's, yeah, 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 he's yeah. cultivated that. Um, but he does. He's yeah. He's from Ohio. He doesn't. Wow. He doesn't. You know, he cultivated that. But he was so awesome. It kind of didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, for the most yeah, part, she's right. right. Isn't that kind of like cheesy, right? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I know. There's there's a couple. Uh, oh my God, Pat and Shelley and I would laugh. Um, I will not say any any names, but we played some gigs with with people that like were from Pittsburgh and putting on like a whole no, thing. When they talked on the mic and everything, and we were like just like oh, oh shit, boy. you know, really, dude. Oh, man. A couple times it was a dudette too. Oh, my. <laughs> my my hottest musical hot take. It is the song Gangnam Style. By- okay, see, like I have I he I I don't know if he's fucking with me when he said this. But I'm gonna let's, let's talk about Gangnam Style for a second. Psy right. is the most culturally influential song of the last I don't know, 27 years, and my reasoning behind this is because there is no other Mr. song that really had the same virality as that one, as well as not being in English. I mean, what other song can you think of that's not in English that was that popular? Rock Me Amadeus. <laughs> Maybe, but I remember. It's because I'm a lot older than him, and I remember that song. Yeah, yeah. Just like walking around and hearing that song coming from people's apartments, coming from all around me, and uh, I think what that did is it paved the path for K-pop to be the huge phenomenon that it is now. So I'm not saying it's my favorite song or anything like that, but if you look at today's landscape, I don't think any other song had as much of uh, an influence as that one. I had to play the song because I, I yeah, it's been I heard it I heard it half of a time yeah. maybe when it was popular. So the, the it being some kind of big influence to my is a total yeah, head scratcher yeah, to me. I don't think so. But I am also a I'm two generations older than this guy. Oh, uh-huh. I I need to make note that that's the song that started K-pop, so that when I get my flux capacitor, my <laughs> I can go make sure that that song, the song is not never gets created. released. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I wouldn't know it. Like it could come on I've the radio. Kim Jong Il. <laughs> no, it is not. Kim Jong Il. So, um, <laughs> that's yeah. I, I I never really got into that song yeah, and i remember that is being that big, is one i do but... turn off <laughs> yeah okay there you go there you go all right then oh god yeah so i can't get into gangnam style sorry sorry, sorry, sorry samurai sorry, buddy tilly what's yeah. your musical hot take <laughs> okay this is tilly oh, shaw this is red's yes. wife yes. i really hate harmonicas i what? hate them they make me uncomfortable when I hear that. <laughs> okay, now she's like serious too. She's totally serious. She looks yeah. like she's she's like maybe needs to like go to Lighten go to say she needs to find a safe space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she has generally like uh, you know uh, gener- what, what is it Generation Z? What is it Gen Z? Kind of look on her face yeah. of like I need a safe space and. Um, you know, uh, wow. and some milk. So um, yeah, it actually these. broke up when she said what she hated, and I can't remember what she said. I did watch it, but I don't remember. Let's go quick. Back. 
I hate them. They make me uncomfortable when I hear them. <laughs> makes it. She says it makes. Did you hear what she said? Yeah, but no, you didn't know what. It what. said I hate them. That's where she I, doesn't it know. Started. He doesn't know what <laughs> she hates. Oh, she says it makes it makes her uncomfortable. Oh, oh harmonica. Harmonicas, Lou. Oh, oh. oh. Creepers. Oh, I didn't, really? I didn't hear harmonicas? your. I didn't, I, yeah, yeah she, she hates harmonicas. She hates harmonicas. Oh my god. There, she's afraid of harmonicas. Oh she has nightmares of harmonicas attacking Apparently. her. Um, Red Shaw, not picking on your woman. We're just having we're just having some fun. Yeah, that's um, But I do know would, uh, harmonica. Like there's songs with harmonica, and I just there aren't that many to me that I listen to. So it doesn't. It's not something I think about one mm-hmm. way or another. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, what do you think, Bill? I mean, do you have some kind of issue with a harmonica? <clears throat> no. Um- my grandfather played harmonica. Mm-hmm. Um, he also played acoustic guitar, but he was a phenomenal harmonica player. Um, and locally, we have some some guys who are just amazing at it. Um, I can't think of names off the top of my head, but the band Jimmy Mack and the Attack, they, their singer is an amazing harmonica player. Um, Charlie Barath is another one. Um, Oh, why am I blanking on his name? He was in this in the band Big with Seed, and I just saw him the other day. He's the um, vice president of the uh, Blue Society of Western PA. I can't think of his name right now, but all all three of those guys are phenomenal harmonica players, and I, I think there's a place for harmonica in any song. Oh yeah. Um, well, I, like I wouldn't go that far. I mean, <laughs> okay, I like the I'm harmonica in bit, harmonica but songs, but, but I'm I'm not running to the safe space. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I don't like I'm not like I don't like hate har- the harmonica, but I don't like it's not something I just think that much about. They just there's some songs that have harmonica. There's some Bob Dylan songs. There's that sure. Billy Joel piano man has a har- harmonica in it. I mean, it's like you know, the smoking in the boys' room. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. there's some yeah. you know, say some harmonica. Say good night. Uh, no, no. I mean, that, I mean that, the bands bands I'm mentioning are like blues and Americana and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. So, I, it, you know, it's definitely more genre specific. Like. <laughs> Yeah, but, I mean, there maybe there is. I bet not, I, not afraid of them. <laughs> I bet if somebody searched it right now, we could probably find heavy metal harmonica. There has to be. Oh, so sure. you know, so somebody's done it, but it's not typical. Okay, right. right. There's harmonica songs that just you know Willie Nelson plays. He's in fact uh, there's another uh, uh, big. If they go back and forth for a few minutes uh, with um, with uh, Phil Conrad on um, on the harmonica, um, we don't have to get into it, but. Um, I would just would say this. I re- just reconnected with my old guitar teacher that I hadn't seen in you know many many years, and we started hanging out again. And one of the things that he said in a guitar lesson to me many years ago when I was a kid was. <laughs> he, he always had these sayings, man. <laughs> like we're like, what the fuck? Uh, but he <laughs> he said, yeah. He says to me, the best sound the harmonica ever made was when it hit the accordion on its way to the dumpster. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so he's with her. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a shame. I was like, and I, me, and my friends that like knew him would tell that story and laugh our asses off. Oh my! <laughs> well, that's terrible. Um, Thing of music, I don't think it has to be clever or impressive to be good. I think it has to be honest, and I think it needs to be confident. Okay, so, so basically, this is the argument, like. Is if it's more technical, is it more good? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that we're all pretty much on the page that 
know. We no, know tons no. of super simple stuff that's exactly. amazing. You know what I mean? You know, artists that could get up with a guitar and blow everybody away playing two chords. And yeah, that's, yeah you know, exactly. You know, that's and, not. And then there's you know, the artists who play a thousand notes in a millisecond. Right. And, and like, it's oh. impressive, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It, you know, there's a place for it. <laughs> I agree. Um, okay, we're not going to go back. Okay. Corey, you know, Corey, did you know Corey Congilio? He's from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's on here. Here's Corey. It is an age old hot take. And it is that if I learn theory, it's going to somehow make me less musical or less creative. But tell that to the carpenter that's got a bunch of, you know, lathes and drills and knows how to use them or the painter or, you know, that's got tons and tons of paints to paint. So this is what he's talking about. is, And this is an age old argument too. Because you had bands that like never played an instrument until they got together like you too. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, and they were, they're a big band and they're amazing songwriters and they're really great players. Um, but they don't really know any music theory. Right. They don't know yeah. what they're playing. Yeah. You know, they just know that it sounds good. Um, so there's this argument in music, and Bill, maybe you've run across it. That like, oh, see, like if I learn to, if I get good, then I, now I won't be like, uh, you know, creative, or mm-hmm. I'll, you know, I'll, you know, just end up sounding like everybody else, or I'll just end up playing other people's shit. Um, and uh, that's absolutely not true because there are bands that that are very well educated musicians that play very unique creative stuff. Rush, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Those guys all know exactly everything that they're doing. They understand music theory. You know what I mean. Uh, they didn't learn it at a music college or anything like no, that, but they no, but they but, uh, they absolutely yeah. know what they're doing. And there's there's a gazillion bands that know what they're, and there's a lot of bands that sound very simple and stuff who know exactly what they're doing. The Grateful Dead, those guys knew mm-hmm. exactly oh, what sure. they're playing. You know, they're not, you know, uh, uh, Jerry Garcia was a, a very um, successful uh, guitar and banjo teacher um, in the Haight-Ashbury. Area. Oh, really? Yeah. <clears throat> before the before the dead took off. So um, they were absolutely knowledgeable musicians. So I think the core, this is a, you know, yeah, I'm just sort of saying, you know. So uh, I, I think that there are musicians that um, didn't go the educational way and are phenomenal. And then there are other ones who did learn everything you can learn about music, and they are mm-hmm. also phenomenal. Yeah. So I don't think that I, I, I'm not on either the, side of this. What, right. Well, no. What it is, what he's saying is that there is a uh, there's an attitude amongst a certain type of music. A lot of times, guys that play like punk rock and stuff like mm-hmm. that, that like they don't want to learn anything, right? Because then I will, then it'll take away from like what I do. And what Corey is saying, he's sort of saying that's a kind of fallacy. You know, that like yeah. learning more is always going to make you just do nothing but make you better. Exactly. Pays off. Rob, you got a controversial. I really like this guy. I'm a big fan of his channel. He's his 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 channel. He's Mr. Humility all the time. He's yeah. Like, yeah. Very soft spoken, but he could play guitar like Satan. Opinion for me. Yes. That scales are not musical. Scales are actually very musical. It's the person who is either musical or not. So it's not the scales fault. Yeah. It's like an alphabet. Yeah. An alphabet is not a creative thing or not creative thing. Yeah, it was like a, a match. So in other words, like Eric Clapton said, it's in the way that you use it. Mm-hmm. Right? So, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not... 
Uh, scales in and of themselves because because that's another thing that kind of goes to Corey saying is people are like you know man I just players playing scales i don't want to just play scales but people don't understand that like no that's a tool and you learn that so that you can understand how to put other things exactly. together yeah you know um one one of my all-time favorite local bass players his name was chris riggy um phenomenal bass player um he actually wrote some stuff that has been on um some major albums but um, <laughs> I don't know which ones because in his contract he wasn't allowed to release what he did. <laughs> oh. But anyway, um, major say all the time. Yes. What's Ma- that? Major top people. Top, yeah. Top. Yeah. People. Only top, the best. Top. Only the top. Only, top only the best people. What people? Top people. Top people. <laughs> right. But anyway, um, my favorite line that he used to say is that he played his bass like he hated it. <laughs> that's awesome there you go I like and that. that man bled every show i mean wow. he really he played hard yeah like and i'm not like being I, literally there was blood, blood running down his yeah. arm when he was done wow <laughs> yeah wow yeah um there's many approaches all right so we're, we're winding down here okay here's another song that like and again i did not know this song and i had to go listen to it and i i love pete thorne i think pete thorne is one of the fucking like greatest guitarist on the internet oh, yeah, right? yeah. he's fantastic one of the most badass songs ever is Toxic by Britney Spears <laughs> <laughs> next level production next level writing absolutely killer like that's my guilt okay so I had to go and um, actually I had to just listen to it real you guys tell me I've, I've heard it before I don't know if I I'm definitely going to need you to play it <laughs> yeah yeah, because I didn't know it at all. Okay, because that, that's obviously all done with computers and everything mm-hmm. right there. Baby, can't you see? I'm calling. See, that's another thing that was really hard to do with analog is to have those dead, silent right like comes stop. to an end yeah stops yeah, like that right. no ringing over you know so that so there's a yeah almost like the riff in blinded by science blinded by science oh yeah you know what I, mean? Dolby, yes. I sung that badly sorry there's no drum kit yeah you know what i mean it's all like uh, some kind of percussion inside the computer i would say this reminds me of gangnam style in the sense that i don't hear one instrument it all really yeah, sounds like computer generated music. Remind me what he said about that song. Well, he was like, it's like he said it was next level, like next level writing, next level production, and everything. Um, I don't know if he's talking about the lyrics, 
you know, it's uh, here's what I think. I think he probably was probably jerked off to this video a uh-huh. bunch of times. And yeah, that's yeah, why. That's, that's why. why it's, either either that either that or he's totally punking us. You know, but I I, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say. The last one is Glenn Glenn Fricker. Um, I Glenn Fricker is kind of like um, he <laughs> uh, um, Spectre Sound Studios. He's fantastic engineer. And if his intro music, I think, is the sickest jam ever. It's he's something that they produced in in their studio, and he's very, you know he's every right to be very very proud of. Um, all his videos where he teaches you about how and you know audio engineering and signals and stuff like that is like really good. Um, however, he's insanely obnoxious oh and my. insanely loud and spends oh half the video like yelling and um. Mm. And so he gets, you know, he, when you do that, dude, you attract like hardcore haters. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't, he has entire videos where he does nothing but reads his hate, mail. Oh, hate mail. Yeah. And it's funny, but it's just too, it's always too much. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much for me. But he's really good and he has a hard on against auto tune. Okay. Do you have any controversial opinions? Controversial? No. <laughs> I can tell the truth, though. Okay, let's hear it. Okay. Uh, controversial mu- musical opinion? Yes, please. Um, yeah, autotune has been a thing since about 1998. We've had pitch correction. Yep. And shockingly, music has not gotten any better. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Those are- <laughs> okay, yeah. I think, I think that there is a lot to be said about that. Mm-hmm. What do you think? You like autotune, Bill? Um... I think that I would, oh man, I'm not a fan of auto-tune. I might be with this guy. <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, I want to hear, like, some of my favorite singers are the ones that have, like, the rough, roughness to their voice, and mm-hmm. it's raw, and, you know, the stuff that they're eliminating when, they, when they're using those, mm-hmm. those effects. I think that... Um... I, I put this up on the um, group a few weeks ago, and nobody understood my question. And I was the question was, can you tell me something? Can you tell me an artist who is objectively bad? Not I. So people say oh, I can't stand Springsteen. No, 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 no. That's not what we're asking. That's an opinion. That's like you know. That's a stylistic. That's a you like this right. genre, not that genre. I mean, like. It, it, Show show me something that is objectively bad music, and I think it confuses a lot of people because I don't think people can, can. I don't know if there is objectively bad music. I don't know if there is or not. Mm. But I've always said this thing, and I think most musicians would agree with me. I think we can all agree on two aspects of music: you need to be intentionally on pitch. Right, and I don't mean people that like literally play around with the pitch. You know what I mean for like an effect, or like singers that you know, like blues love blues guys that kind of get in the middle. I'm not talking about that. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about like you're trying to sing this note and you sing that note, or you're trying to play right, that note and right. you play that note. Okay, and intentionally in time. And I'm not talking about where we, you know, there for effect we may slow something down and then speed it back up. But I'm mm-hmm. just, you know effectively you know intentionally in time you're playing you're playing in the timing that you're trying to play in if you're trying to speed that up then you speed it up properly or whatever so in tune and in time 
Yes. In tune and in time. Yeah. In tune and in time. Like everything else is can kind of be whatever you want it to be, right? You can play all kind of chords. You could have no chords. You could, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You could use any kind of sound. You could play with two sticks beating on a tin can, sure. whatever. It doesn't matter in tune and in time. So I think auto tune goes, a, breaks the one rule, the in tune rule. Right. You have to play the notes in tune. That's just like music to the day. Like Bill plays you recorder, right? Right? Okay? Yeah. So like you got to play the recorder in tune or you're not even doing anything. You're just, now, right. now it's just like noise. Just making noise. You're just making yeah. noise. You're just making noise. Um, um, I, I do have an answer to your question, by the way. The, okay. An artist that's just bad. Corey Feldman. Oh, Yes. <laughs> You know what, sir? You are absolutely correct. But uh, but I bet what you're he- talking about is, is still. Oh, I don't have to listen to him yeah. um, for me to say for sure because I've never really listened. I heard, I know that he did music. <laughs> don't. <laughs> no. Um, no. But like, if he's getting up there and he's croaking out stuff and it's not in tune and stuff, that's bad. Yeah. Like that's bad. Yeah. That's just badly you performed. Know what? In that case, Actually, go bad. ahead, play it. Yeah, go find <laughs> it, Corey Feldman. <laughs> And if you can find a live video, even better. Oh, please, yes. There we go. Keep going. Yes, yes. Oh, there he is. There we go. Corey Feldman live. Yes, please. Mm, let me see. Which one do you like to hear? This one right know, here? There's... Present to you, my husband, Corey Feldman. Oh boy, here he comes. Look at him. Yeah, that's it. This is, he's performing at 80s in the sand. Okay. 19, or two, 2022. to hear him though yeah that's a bad idea nobody's even paying attention yeah, find, find i mean it's better. really well i don't we don't i don't think we have to. how about cry little sister yes we all know the song That's the Corey we know and love. That's the Corey we know and love. <laughs> As we humiliate poor Corey oh, Feldman. He'll God. never come on my podcast. Now, thanks, guys. Oh, sorry about that. But, um, yeah, so, like, in tune and in time, that's my issue with auto-tune is, like, yeah. just sing, learn to sing. Like, yeah. there's, and, and if you are if you struggle with it, there's people that will teach you. Like, yeah. you can learn to get good. You can you get know, help. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh you know, if you God. if you have a heart for it, you want to do it, you should do it. But uh, exactly. at least, you know, come on, in tune and in time. It's, yeah. They think that like that auto tune is just, but it's on everything. You know, mm-hmm. you, I heard that. Um, um, I'm sure this is true. I don't even why I'm concerned about spreading a rumor that the Grand Old Opry there's uh, auto tune on all the vocal mics. Oh wow! It, yeah, 
they don't let anything go out like you know it's uh, really anal about that um, yeah you know it, it just takes out the soul in my opinion exactly you know so exactly okay eggs Real quick, um, before we get before we get out of here, I wanted to ask Bill's opinion on this. If he had heard anything about this, um, we're gonna um, we're not gonna hang out real long. But um, have you heard? I guess there's some people that are trying to get this started for Don Felder to rejoin with um, Don Henley and go out on the road and do the Eagles like one last one last hurrah. I had not heard that, um, hmm. but I was having a similar conversation the other day with um, my daughters about the fact that Leonard Skinner is still out doing it, <laughs> and there's not an original member left. No, I mean there there are people that have been playing in Leonard Skinner for a long time, but no but original members. There no are original. no original members left. Yeah, yeah, um, um, yeah. I, I at some point you're tributing you're being a tribute band to your own band. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, there's, you know, they, they there are fans that are going to go watch it because those original members are there, but it won't be me. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I, I think that the real question though, is Don Felder and Don Henley, because um, in the documentary, Felder, I, I mean, um, uh, Glenn Fry and Don Henley, in my opinion, came across as total douchebags yeah. when it came to Don Felder. Um, and I mean, and that, that breakup was legendary in rock. That was one of the biggest, mm-hmm. like, nastiest legal battles that there was between Don Felder and the Eagles. Right. Um, he was an original founding, not he was an original member of the Eagles. He was a full fledged member of the Eagles, not an original member. But right. when they brought him in, he wasn't a replacement. He, was, he, he wasn't, wasn't a, a hired gun. He was an he, eagle. He was an eagle. Yeah. So he had equal rights and uh, protections and privileges and everything uh, doing doing that. And when they got rid of him, it man, it pro- I would say it cost them several million dollars. Um, to get to get rid of him because they they had to go to court and mm. you know and don i don't know what kind of person he is i don't know him personally but he can't be you know he wasn't stupid he knew that like if you guys are going to throw me out like you show me the money <laughs> exactly you know it's going mean? to cost you yeah it's going to cost mm. you um but um so a lot of people are confused on the on the eagles a lot of people go well what about timothy b schmidt and um um joe walsh well those guys are those guys are sidemen yeah a lot of people don't realize they've been playing with the eagles for a long time but they have always been Mm sidemen um so basically and don and glenn fry is gone so basically it's don henley and friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they called it the Eagles and brought in Vince Gill. I remember. To, you know, yeah, yeah. And, every, and everything like that. And I thought that that was terrible. Yeah. I thought that was just atrocious. Um, just bad fucking taste. Um, that's my opinion. I mean, you can do whatever you want, but it's just like, <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to tell you right now, if Getty uh, Lee and Alex Lifeson decide to do something, they're not going to call it Rush. 
No, no, they won't call it rush. No. It'll, you know, there'll be some kind of maybe a reference to it or something like sure, that, but they're going to, they're not going to, yeah, you know what rush I mean? They're not going to do that, three, you know? Yeah. Um, and, um, I, I, I could, I saw them, I figured as long as they had Fry and Henley, mm-hmm. eh, okay, those, okay, are, the right, principal, those sure. are the guys that wrote the big hits and sang the really big hits. So, but now they got one guy, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And so why doesn't Don Henley just go out? You know what I mean? As Don Henley. And Don Henley and friends. Or, or, he like could, or he could call it, you know what I mean? Yeah, Ringo does it. Yeah, Ringo <laughs> yeah, does it. Yeah. But, or he could call, but if they want to do like one last hurrah for the Eagles, they could call it like Hotel California or mm-hmm. something like, you know, they could just, instead of going out. Desperados, and, des- dude. Yeah, Desperados. Yeah. You know. Um, Hotel Desperado. There you are. Oh, beautiful. Boom. They should hire me as their publicist. They should. <laughs> um. But I, but the thing is that it's really bad blood. I, I don't see, there's a lot of people that want that to happen, but I don't see, I maybe, I mean, who knows what goes on behind closers? People make, yeah. you know, you get old, you get sick, you go, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe the two guys go out yeah. and have a beer and realize, man, you realize we're the only, we're the last two the guys last in the two? Eagles and both of us have the same fucking name, Don. Yeah. It's a sign from God. <laughs> Don, Don. They could go out and call it the Don Don. Don Don. Not to bring up Kiss again, but there, that's But you got to bring one. up fucking Kiss. You're in that oh, goddamn you Kiss. got to bring up Kiss. Well, I mean, like, definitely a bad breakup. And then they tried to do it again and had another bad breakup. Right. And yeah. oh I will say that Ace did it better than Peter um, because Peter basically wrote off everything and Ace licensed his makeup. Oh, so Kiss is paying licensing fees to use Ace's makeup. What he did mm-hmm. was he sobered <laughs> up and started actually listening to some of the stuff Gene Simmons was talking about. Yeah, and figured yes. out a couple. Like, of oh, <laughs> he learned that from Gene because he was yeah. not like that when he was young. Nope, but nope. he learned that from Gene. Um, smart. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, smart, smart shit, smart shit, smart shit. Um. So, anyways, guys, uh, we're going. We've been hit. We hit it pretty hard today. Yeah, so we we're did. going to go Look ahead and wrap it up. Um, you can find out more about the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus at ludinirockandrollcircus.com please visit rockrageradio.com and download the free app to hear great music programming mm-hmm, 24-7 mm-hmm. also don't forget Wolf's Customs wolfscustoms.online or find them on social media for custom artwork on your musical instruments your musical instruments don't no funny no, business. no funny business with other don't kind of instruments no, exactly exactly um bill damiano bill go ahead buddy pedal your wares for us one last time yeah so buildthescene.com is where you'll find out the content for local and unsigned music that i'm putting out but you can also find it on music from the 412 and first angel media um, but those are dot coms um so if you're looking to learn about the local music scene here in the pittsburgh area those are three good places to start excellent 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 very, very nice very nice very nice very nice um mr pittsburgh what <laughs> do you have any are you looking at my bonus hole are you <laughs> stop it Stop Tune it. in next week when Mr. Pittsburgh says, <laughs> You looking at my bonus hole? <laughs> Keep your eyes on your own bonus hole. 
All right, guys. Um, Bill, thanks, man. It was thanks, really Bill. good seeing you. Thank you for thanks coming. For man. It was a lot of fun. Mr. Pittsburgh? Yes. You have a great week. I will try. We'll catch everybody on the next Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. See ya.